Captain's Log, Stardate 49141.6 It's been a few days now since I'm running with the Vidians, and I have ordered Voyager towards this so-called Ground Zero. Dr. Alexa and her staff have developed an anti-agent that should protect us against any further nanoprobes. I have ordered the crew to investigate the origins of these strange machines. Lord help us. Voyager is now uh, approaching the system based on the coordinates that the Vidians gave uh, to Quinn when he talked to them. Uh, so what's going to happen is uh, we're going to have sort of a split screen moment here. Uh, it's been a few days and uh, Drake has just come back uh, on duty, basically. Uh, so this is like his first uh Having had all morning... of his internal organs fully replaced. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very expedient uh, medical system now. Mm -hmm. So, so everyone, else, so everyone else is on the bridge. Then Quinn's leaning back in his usual spot, and everyone else is in their at their station. Um, and uh, and in walks and Harlock is still at the console. And in walks Drake from the turbo lift doors. Dun da da. Quinn uh, gets up and turns around to face Drake as he walks in. Ah, Mr. Drake, please take your post. It would be my pleasure, Captain. Drake walks over to the uh, nav console, and he yeah. uh, puts a hand on Harlock's shoulder, and thanks, Harlock. He kept her in one piece, just like always. <laughs> Damn it, Thomas. That reminds me, I say in character, uh, I sling a duffel bag off of my shoulder and present his arm, which I took <laughs> from him earlier, yes. and walk mm. over to him and present to him and say, uh, I may have added an upgrade into this as well, but oh, here's your arm back. He put the, it's he an arm cannon. The, uh, it just squeaks a little chip. bit less. He didn't put the chip in the ship to make it better. He put it in my arm. Uh, as Drake takes his console, you can see, Drake, that uh, the uh, coordinates have been set for this supposed station. Uh, we'll assume that someone has filled you in sort of on what's going on and where we're heading. And all of you can decide how hesitant or excited you are about the prospect of going to a station that's apparently... Infected with nanoprobes. Do we know if it's a station that we're going to, or if it's like, what kind of details do we know of the place we're going to so far? We, we yeah, we know it's some sort of um, long-range outpost sort of thing. So it is a man-made structure of some sort. It was not. It, we also oh, know. No. We also know it was not the Vidians. They did not build it. They were exploring it just as as we will be about, be about to. Well, Mr. Drake, drop us out of warp and bring us towards this uh, ground zero. Affirmative, Captain. As uh, Voyager drops out of warp and Drake elegantly brings the ship uh, towards the station. So this uh, this system is, uh, you know, your average solar system. It's got a sun in the distance. Uh, the station is sort of like right on what we, we would, I guess, call the edge of the system. Quite distant from the, the sun. Um, and sort of in its own sort of solar orbit, but outside of what would be the last planet in this solar system. Um, it's got sort of a narrow, uh, cylindric sort of look to it. Um, it's not super big, um, but it's not as wide as the, the deep space stations that the Federation tends to use, which are more ring-shaped. Uh, this is more of a straight cylinder. 
down the middle. It does have sort of a a uh, rather than having like a docking ring like the Federation stations do, it has more of like a uh, bay door opens, ship flies in kind of thing. Or if the ship is really big, um, you know, arm might extend out and latch onto it. Either way, Voyager is a bit too big to dock onto this station, but um, it would have bays that would accept your shuttlecrafts, that kind of thing. Seraph begins sensor scans as we approach the apparent derelict. What's our census showing? Captain, no life signs at this time. There are indications of power within the space station, but it is hard to determine their exact frequency. What's the viability of us being able to beam over, Mr. Seraph? I believe that would be perfectly acceptable, Captain. At this time, I see no shielding that would prevent us from beaming through. Very well. Uh, Mr. Seraph, uh, take an internal integrity scan of the station. Find us a place that will be most appropriate for us to beam over. Very good, Captain. I'll begin the scan now. Might I also uh, suggest that this would be an excellent opportunity for certain tests? Yes, Mr. Seraph. I believe it would be. Make sure it comes along. Very good, Captain. Captain, I believe I have established the most structurally intact area of the space station. Mm -hmm. I believe the loading area has been structurally reinforced and is still in good operation. Very well. Mr. Gill, you know what the next step is? Yes, I assume I'll have to make an away team to go down there. I specifically look over at um, Drake and I I ask, uh, yeah. Mr. Drake, um, would you, I understand this is your first shift back, but would you feel comfortable accompanying us on this away mission it uh may not be as dangerous as last time i would be lying if i said i wasn't slightly nervous but i suppose if it isn't this time it'll be next time so if you require my presence i'd be happy to come along mr seraph mr mirren uh please join me as well and mr Locke, if you could please uh, tell one of your your security officers uh, to join us. I think we only will need one extra, so I will leave that up to you and which one to bring along with us. All right, Commander. Very good, Commander. Uh, so, uh, Seraph, I'm going to safely assume that you make a pit stop to your quarters before heading to the transporter bay? Actually, at Locke's insistence, room? my prototype had oh. been transferred to the armory. Ah, yes, right. Okay. So it's once there, he, once to... he realized that such a thing existed, he felt and that I'm also it, gonna... it best belonged under lock and key. And then I'm also going to assume, uh, Kirk, that Ser that Seraph, that Locke and whoever else you bring with you are have type threes, phasers. I mean, well, yeah, yeah. And I, 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 I request uh, Corwin specifically to meet us at transporter room one. <laughs> you all step on the transporter pad, and Mr. Gill says the magic words. Energize. You beam over and find yourselves um, in a decently lit, uh, what looks like a shuttle bay, basically, on this station. The six of you ha find yourself uh, in this chamber. There's a few shuttlecraft, what you assume to be shuttlecraft, but they're makes that you don't recognize. And they're all sort of match the same sort of uh, geometry configuration of the station itself. They're all sort of lawn and cylindrical. Uh, the doors sort of mesh, if there are doors anyway, sort of mesh in with the design of the ship. 
and it sort of sort of just resembles sort of a lawn like rain stick or maraca or something like that. Uh, and they're painted in sort of drab colors, gray and mud brown and that kind of thing. And the whole station has that sort of paint to it. It's like a weird, like, sort of light brown hue. Not particularly appealing. and sort of an odd choice. Uh, but otherwise, you don't find anything in particular. There isn't anyone around, as far as you can tell. Um, and uh, Seraph, who I assume has his tricorder, uh, notes that there isn't any life signs showing up on the bleeps and bloops. Uh, on one side, uh, so there's big... Um, there's a big, huge, huge door sort of behind you that you assume would be the docking bays, the doors that would open to allow uh, ships to enter and exit. And uh, and then the exact opposite end, there's a much smaller set of doors, uh, sliding doors clearly, but very large and thick, um, with a simple control pad nearby uh, that assumably uh, leads further into the sort of main corridor of the station. On what one side... Uh, there is a sort of open area. It's got sort of like uh, another sort of simple sliding door and then like see-through glass. The glass is tinted on this side. Uh, so you might assume that it's like one-way glass or something like that. Uh, you might also draw the conclusion that this is the like control room um, and obviously sealed off to avoid getting pulped when the bay decompressurizes and so on. Um, otherwise, there's even anything around. The uh, panel near the exit doors aren't lit at the moment. The only lights are emitting sort of from a crack underneath, or from uh, tiny little cracks around the the door that leads uh, behind this tinted glass. What's the sort of scale we're looking at here? Is it is it like the scale we're used to, human sized? Is it larger, smaller? Uh, based on the sizes of the doors, uh, the, whoever occupied the station was roughly your height. Um, most of the doorways are, you know, around six feet, maybe a little higher than that. And do we the, get from the, the placement of the controls that uh, they were roughly humanoid? Well, you can't see any controls. Oh, from the from the keypad on the door, you mean? Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, roughly humanoid. It looks like they had numbers. It was, it is indeed a keypad that we would expect to be able to uh, manipulate with our fingers. Yes. Okay. They're uh, round instead of the traditional sort of square buttons that we tend to have, but mm -hmm. otherwise, and the numbers aren't, rec uh, you don't recognize the the digits written on them, but right. like so it's obviously some sort of aesthetically distinct, but otherwise exactly as mm -hmm. we would expect. Yes. Okay. Um, and scale-wise, it's 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 maybe uh, double the size of like the Voyager shuttle bay. This isn't a huge station, mm -hmm. so. So so with that um, in game, I would want to move closer to the smaller doors to get a better kind of like inspection look at them before um, anybody kills themselves. Uh, mm -hmm. Using uh, my engineering knowledge i want to like look at the ships that we do see and whatever yes. technology we've seen on the way in to uh try and suss out what kind of uh thing we're looking at here like what kind exactly. of uh station this is that's exactly okay. what i was gonna say I wanna... are you uh are you going to attempt to interface with one of the ships in some way or are you just like looking at it and trying to get it drawn educated yes scanning with your own tricorder i would say right now just for like right now purposes just yes. based on my observation coming into this place Okay. 
Uh, sorry, and Locke, which doors are you talking about? The one where the tinted glass, or the ones that, that were the double doors that were opposite the loading bay doors? The double doors. Okay. Uh, so, Mirin, let's do engineering plus insight. Uh, In-game, um, while Mirin is working on determining the level of technology and the nature sorry. of these ships, uh, Seraph is continuing his scans, not only for life shines, but also to try and pin down <laughs> the nature of the power fluctuations and power signals that he was getting while he was on Voyager. And you're doing that on your tricorder? Yeah. Now that okay, we're inside so... the superstructure, he might get a better fix on, so where is the power coming from in the first place? What kind of reactor are they using here? What's the power source and how well is it doing? How well is it holding up? Uh, science and insight. So then, can I um, roll anything to help out on either of those rolls? Yeah, I actually want to wanna help. I want to help Mirren because I was going to inspect these craft as well. See then I, I can, can help Mr. Seraph. What kind okay. of tech these guys were working with, at least. Right. Uh, yes. Based based on that, yeah. So Seraph rolls two success. Oh, you had. Why did you have three dice on? Yeah, it must have been from last time you bought Stud an extra. Study guy. of a computer system. Oh right. Yes. Okay, so two successes and a botch, or a complication. Uh -huh. All right. And Mirren gets one success. Okay. What um, should I roll to assist Mirren? Um, you can roll engineering, or you can roll con. And then insight. And insight, okay. Yeah. Only one die, yeah? Yes. And Gil, uh, you can assist Siren. Siren. You can assist, <laughs> that's, that's when they merge. Uh, you can assist <laughs> Seraph or Mirren, your choice. Uh, Seraph. So that would be insight and science then. Uh, Locke, you approaching the double doors. Don't find anything particularly strange about them. Uh, mm -hmm. There doesn't seem, really? like I said, to be power to the keypad. Yeah. Um, I would that, also. Like, you, 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 it doesn't take a genius to figure out that, like maybe the, like the fuse is blown or there's a like a local power source that needs to be turned on or something like that. Okay. Well, I was also going to try and feel them as well to see if there's like extreme heat or extreme yeah. cold. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna. I assumed you would do that. Um, it's actually quite. Um, it's actually quite temperate. And a quick, like, casual rap on the door also indicates how thick it is. Like, okay. you can hear it based very on like solid. the boom, boom. Uh -huh. And so then very, uh, very while the other gentlemen are busy, I'd also be coordinating with Corwin so that uh, yes. he would check out the other door mm -hmm. by the glass. Okay. You got so it, let's resolve it. Is there is let's there see. a breathable of uh, fake atmosphere in here kind of thing? Like, is there air? Uh, right air? now, uh, well, I'm, I'm about to resolve all of the scans, so let me just oh, get sure. through that first. Okay. So there's a lot of rolls coming out here. Fake atmosphere. Well, it's like a <laughs> produced atmosphere, like it's not fake. Artificial. Fake no atmosphere. <laughs> Artificial wind blow. Um. Okay. So That's first to the ships. Said? First of the ships, um, you have a you have an, uh, a feeling of familiarity uh, to you, Miran and Drake. Um, you definitely haven't seen ships like this before, but there's something about their geometrical fixation that uh, reminds you of of someone you might have encountered before. Shot in the dark, it seems really unplausible. But shot in the dark, you would ha you would you would put your money down on the trabe. Seraph and Gil, uh, you have a pretty good idea 
uh, based on the tricorneries, there's a lot of interference coming from somewhere. Yeah. Um, it's hard to pinpoint exactly, but it looks like um, whatever is emitting the main energy, the reactor core or whatever, is definitely below you. You also get a clear indication that there is more than one power source on the station of varying strengths. But the one that's below you, a couple of decks below you, is sort of overpowering the other signals right. that are coming from probably, different spots. Probably the main source of the energy running through the station. Everyone else is running on this 30% dimmer switch kind of power, and then there's this one huge power that looks like a warp drive at full blast. Right, highly intense. Okay, so it's incredibly intense power source. Yes. In fact, it's so intense that it might suggest that something is wrong, off. given that the rest of the station seems to be running at a, a low burn. Yeah, it definitely stands out. Okay. Would in stand that, out even in normal circumstances. In, in that case, Mr. Seraf shares some of these details with... Uh, Commander Gill, as the two of them labor over the tricorder. Yes. And Corwin, who went over to investigate the uh -huh. other door, uh, finds, um, rather than a, a keypad, this door like is uh, just has like a, a latch handle on it. Like you pull down and you pull open kind of thing. Hmm. While the others are kind of checking out the ships and yes. their readings, um, yes. Kind of getting the signal from Corwin there, I would go over yeah. and kind of do like a, a breach and enter type of tactic with the door. And and Corwin oh. with with his might uh, uh, pulls the door back and it sort of slides in. I I had to describe this. Uh, so it's a sliding door, but it was like a manual slide. I, my kitchen door is like that. Okay. Um, and uh, he opens it enough, and there's just sort of like a reek uh, within. Uh, is there a uh, light? Well, oh, yep, yep, there's lights in here. Uh, much brighter than the lights from outside, hmm. which is assumably why you were able to see it through some of the slight cracks. Okay. And you can, uh, you can indeed determine now that the glass is one way, because on this side it's definitely not tinted. Hmm. Alright, um, yeah, because uh, ju just assume <laughs> that if there isn't light, I would have my flashlight automatically on with the rifle that I'm carrying. So upon opening the door, I would yeah. uh, continue to enter uh, and yes. then signal Corwin to follow suit. The room reeks, or at least your GUI indicates that, uh, but <laughs> there isn't anything here. There's no corpses or bodies or anything like that. That mm -hmm. would seem to uh, give way to what the source of the leak is. Uh, there's a simple console, a little archaic, but not 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 too not too behind uh, Federation tech. Um, the the buttons are in some weird places, but with the universal translator helping you out, you can you could you can determine what button primarily does what. Um, they use the LT. I'm seeing high degree of methane in here and sulfur. Hmm. The uh, the console, as you probably could have determined anyways, uh, clearly is the uh, hatch bay controls. But there's also another panel in here that's got like its own dedicated screen that seems to be like um, systems control for this deck. Okay, now with the Universal Translator uh, doing the work for us, does that mean it recognizes this language? Yes, it does, in fact. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and the computer matches it up to what limited language you were able to draw from the Trabe. Okay. So, again, confirming that this space station was kitted yes. out by the Trabe. That's right. Okay. 
All right, so there was the shuttle bay controls, and what was the other one? So there's shuttle bay controls, and then the other console controls the power on this deck, like systems controls. Okay, is there power it's, going it's, to these consoles? Yes, they, yeah, they're both on. Both of them are sort of humming. They're like in a standby mode, you would say. Before so, I touch things all willy-nilly, um, yes. I would page the commander. Yes. Uh, commander, I've... Uh, me and Corwin have encountered a uh, control panel of sorts that may be able to assist us in going through the rest of the deck here. If we can assess any kind of information from it, then that would be absolutely helpful to trying to find out what could have happened here. Understood, Mr. Locke. I will join you shortly. Very well. All right, in-game, Seraph makes his way quickly over to where Locke has indicated this control panel is located. And brings his tricorder along for the ride. Do Mirren and Trank also head into this room? Seeing them over there and being curious and a little bit closed-minded, Mirren's going to try and interface with one of the ships. Uh, how exactly do you go about doing that? Do you uh, try to... You just plug um, it into the outside USB port, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was going to say, do you try to find an external port? Do you try to open it and go inside? Um... I would try to get into it non-forcefully if there's a way to enter it. Okay. Um, I'm not going to make you roll for this. You're you're chief engineer for a reason. <laughs> Opening doors isn't a huge uh, huge one for you. Uh, so you managed to open it. It kind of it kind of, it does a Delorean style opening. Uh, so it's you can okay. so it sort of opens from the side. So what you deem is the cockpit. And then it sort of opens on one side rather than open on the rear like the Federation shuttles do. And just uh, and when you go when Mirren goes inside, do you follow in Drake or have you joined the others? But okay, I would stick with Mirren. I, I wouldn't okay. want to leave someone on their own. Yeah, you don't want you don't you don't want to split the party too much. Yeah, we we gotta do we gotta, we gotta have a buddy system, you know. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So a sh yeah, so a Shaggy and Scooby enter the uh, shuttlecraft. Ruh <laughs> <Yeah>. row. <laughs> <laughs> You can't both be Scooby. Um, oh, I just oh, I disagree. Like, like a Mirren. <laughs> Why are we going in this ship? Like Scoob. <laughs> now we're both Shaggy. We're both Shaggy and Scooby, go, but we can only be them there. simultaneously. <laughs> nice. Mm. And as a matter of fact, in character, Mirren, why are we investigating this ship? Um, so first of all, before I answer that out of character, um, is there any security protocols in trying to get, like, enter the ship? Like, preventing no, me from... No, there's no alarms or anything that go off when the door opens. Okay, and uh -oh. how big is this, how big is this ship? Um, it could comfortably seat, like, two. You could probably cram, like, four or five people in here if you had to. Okay, so then back in character, and this is going to also be out of character for your sake. Um, <laughs> well, seeing as how we've just found this uh, space station, and I'm trying to figure out what it is and why it's here, uh, I want to check the logs of the ship and see if it's mm. been combat ready recently. This is actually like a shuttlecraft sized. Yeah, shuttlecraft sized, exactly. Uh -huh. is, yeah. is there signs that it has external armaments? No, not that would be obvious. Okay. Help you check the logs, Mirren. <laughs> okay, I appreciate it. They just like <laughs> ghost and their hands slide over one another. 
<laughs> Let me help you check the locks. The, Where? Door, the, the door closes. Uh, some slow jams come on. Maybe an engineer, <laughs> but I, I know a thing or two about Navi computers, okay? Find out which one's Patrick Swayze, and that's the one that has to die for the movie to go on. The two of you are investigating this while, I guess, Mirren and, uh, sorry, while Seraph and Gil are joining the others in the room. So split screen. So uh, Mirren and Drake, uh, you have no issues um, getting the, the shuttle sort of like powered up, as it were. Did you load it up and get sort of a, not only sort of a, you get sort of a systems diagnostic of the shuttle, indicating it has a very rudimentary weapon system, like a very weak sort of phaser. Um, okay. One that would probably be better suited to like uh, charring asteroids or something like that, or space mm -hmm. debris than firing at enemy ships. Uh, Drake, you also managed to bring up sort of the flight plan of its most recent uh, voyage. Uh, shuttle wasn't super adventurous, uh, mostly just tooting around this particular solar system. Um, you sort of sort of fast scroll through most of it, um, but you you stop uh, on the more recent logs, and unfortunately they aren't dated, but they're using a calendar system you've never seen before. Hmm. Um, so they have something you have they have something equivalent to what you guys use in terms of star dates but they're totally random numbers and in a different numbering system as so. far as i can tell does this computer have a um a reading of the current date by their calendar yeah it's uh 3091 and the log that i stopped on what does that read well the log is just a whole bunch of like pause sentences so you get the idea that this is some sort of transcript of an audio log like the ship records mm. what the people on board were saying okay. and uh and it, it, it it's just sort of a jumble of like returning to station oh extending patrol returning to station now i returning leaving station departing returning to station yes sir continuing patrol extending patrol Ending patrol, returning to station. And it's just like contradiction over and over and over again like that. There's one long sentence of him saying, uh, uh, proceeding with docking procedures. Uh, yes, hatch bay three. Uh, this is Larisar. I am beginning docking procedures. And uh, then there's a whole bunch of like jargon of him, you know, wheels out, you know, thrusters engaged, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and then as he lands, uh, there's a whole bunch of pause and then a single word that just says perfection, and then the log ends. Hmm. And other than this one odd entry, none of it seems particularly out of place? No, all the other logs uh, are talking about him scouting out an asteroid belt nearby, him picking up, okay. uh, scanning radiation from a gas giant, sort of sci just scientific survey stuff. And none of the... Some dick jokes. <laughs> Of course. He didn't think the mics would catch it, but they did. Um, none, none of the actual hardware on the ship looks damaged in any way. That would cause nope. some kind of, like, you know, analog problem with the recording? No. It doesn't look Federation pristine, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's not intact. Yeah, but it doesn't look the... like yeah. damaged, right? No, definitely not. In any way. Okay. I'm not quite sure what to make of this last log, Mirren. It almost seems like some kind of glitch in the system, the way it continually bounces back and 
forth, I say as I run one of my fingers across the screen, like kind of pointing out exactly what I'm talking about. But despite the fact that it looks like some kind of glitch, I don't see anything inherently wrong with the system or the hardware from first glance. Uh, well, just to me that you point that out, it almost looks like some kind of falsified information done by a software of some kind, but that's just a guess off the top of my head looking at this, because it doesn't make sense. We're going to screen switch over to our other four, uh, and you guys are all in the control room, we'll call it. Uh, so you've entered, uh, all of you have seen the two consoles, both sort of humming in standby mode. Mr. Locke, what was it that you wanted me to take a look at? Well, the uh, there's two smaller doors with a control panel that is uh, not operational currently. I was thinking that if we were some way to interface the controls from here to the door, we'd be able to access the rest of the deck. All right. In game, Sarah flips open his tricorder and begins uh, scanning the control panel. Ah, interesting. Despite there being several large power sources, and one in particular that's rather intense, it would seem that power has been cut off to this area. I believe we can reroute it such that we can power the doors again. It will take me only a few minutes. Uh, Seraph is able to uh, bring these... I'm assuming you're at the System Ops console, yes? Yes, I went to yeah. the place where he pointed out, and I determined mm -hmm. the nature of the computers I was taking a look at by scanning them and figuring out what logic paths they controlled, where the electricity flowed. Yes. So whatever uh, computer panel I'm at is the correct one. Seraph, you are able to restore local power, whether that local power is to all of Deck 3 or to the Hainer Bay at least. Uh, that's still being determined, but the lights come up brighter. Mm. We'll call it like a 60% dimmer now. Okay. Um, and the the lights over the uh, landing bay that you assume would be used to like guide ships in light up, so it's quite bright compared to what it was just a moment ago. Mm. Very drastic. Mm -hmm. You're also able to obtain a few other things uh, from this computer. You managed to find a sort of basic uh, blueprint slash schematic of the ship's, uh, of the station's uh, layout. Hmm. Uh, and I'll just say it, and you can decide whether you relay the information or just log it or whatever, but I assume you do. Uh, the station is split into six decks. So deck one, which would be two decks above where you are right now, you you determine that you guys are currently on deck three. All right. Uh, it seems to be the hangar bay slash like maintenance area. Um, uh, one deck immediately above you is like the living quarters slash like promenade, uh, you know, uh, habitat ring sort of thing. Uh, the top deck is the operations center, the station's bridge, if you will. Uh, the deck immediately below you um, is what is labeled as research center. Mm. Uh, the, the deck immediately below that is labeled as engineering. Mm -hmm. And the bottom deck is labeled as cargo hold. Uh, you also manage to uh, find um, uh, uh, like text logs that were assumably uploaded by the harbor master, basically. All right. Uh, most of them are boring. They're um, manifestos of cargo that have come in and out. Manifests. Uh, 
it manifests, sorry, manifests as a visa now. Manifests of cargo that have come in and out or whatever. The cargo uh, has two... had enough. It's time for a revolution. Yes. yes. Uh, there's two in particular. So I'm, I will uh, sort of copy paste them into the chat. And then if you want to read them out or someone else wants to read them out, right. that would be cool. Log number 254. 25 cases dilithium. 14 cases nutritional supplement. 3 cases classified. Seriously, classified. How am I supposed to clear this with command if you don't label things? <laughs> it seems someone was finding this rather difficult, and they were being obstreperous as a result. And then it goes on for a while, other things, you know. Blah, blah, blah. You definitely get the sense, any of you who bothered to peer over Sarah's shoulder at the logs, you definitely get the sense that this was way... Well, you, you already know that, considering how far away you were from your last encounter with the Trabe. This is like way outside of their sphere of influence uh -huh. so Just... they were getting a lot of things shipped to them in uh -huh. huge quantities so that it would last them months or potentially even years because uh -huh. um, of how far away they were here's uh -huh. another one here's the other one that jumps out of you and it's the last log that you're, you find this would appear to be the last log in the file set 12 cases dilithium 14 cases metal bars Three cases, blood. Perfection, glorious it is. I love you. Pure joy. That is all. Mm. Curious. In-game, Seraph raises an eyebrow, a, a fraction of a degree, turn, turns to Commander Gill, uh, after having shared these two logs of particular interest. It seems that... This was a deep space station of some kind for the Trabe, perhaps research-oriented. They were receiving large shipments at a regular interval. As far as I can tell, they have not received any shipments recently. This last log lines up with a calendar date some time in the past, although the exact date is difficult to pin down without further information. However, it is clear that something beyond a lack of recurring shipments happened here. They seem mildly unhinged. Gil potters for a moment and uh, goes to respond, but uh, his his uh, he, if you could see through his helmet, uh, you would see his ears perk up. Uh, sorry, Mister Seraph, I need one moment. Uh, Very well. And you you see him. Uh, you see him nodding along to a conversation that is clearly private. And he, he turns he turns back to Seraph. And he says, Well, if these... If they... Trabe are exactly what had been using this station to... Whatever they were doing here. We've already dealt with... Well... We've seen what they can do, so that doesn't really leave me with a lot of confidence. Unfortunately, I have just been informed by the captain that I am urgently requested back on the ship. Um, I hope that for some reason this shouldn't be some kind of ploy or trickery, but Mr. Seraph, I am leaving you in charge. Is that okay? Uh, In-game, Seraph raises his eyebrow that exact same fraction of a degree. And then nods. Of course, Commander. Safe journeys. Thank you. Um, please, uh, share with me the full report on 
everything that is discovered here if I do not return before the mission is completed. Of course. And then Gil taps twice on his communicator and says the magic word. Energize. Um, so you do, in fact, see Gil uh, sparkle away in the usual Voyager Trent quarter beam, and he, he disappears. So, uh, uh, leaving the three of you with... So, like I said, you have uh, sort of a general blueprint schematic of the station mm -hmm. as a whole, uh, and uh, as well as those two uh, logs. Uh, Mirren and Sarah... Uh, Mirren and... I keep saying Sarah. Mirren and Drake, you have discovered what you have on the shuttlecraft. Up to you whether or not you've headed back to the others at this time, or you continue to do something else. Mirren, I think for the time being, it would be best if we rejoined the rest of the group. I don't think we can solve this one on our... I mean, we could, but I think it would be easier for us to solve this if we had the expertise of some of the other members. All right. Fine. Uh, as they're making their way back, um, as Seraph is kind of uh, sharing his findings with us, Commander, what, what exactly are we here to do? I, I understand exploration, but this is also the ground zero of the nanomachines, is it not? I yeah. think we have two major objectives here. The first is to determine the source and nature of the nanomachines and find out by what purpose they were unleashed. It seems clear to me, even without deep medical knowledge, that nanomachines that do nothing but dissolve their subjects can't be operating as intended. If they were really intended to be a weapon in that case, there are many much simpler and more effective agents that could have been used. And the second objective is to determine what has happened to this station and to see if there is any aid we can render anyone who might survive. Mr. Locke, let us check in with the remainder of our away team. We shall recongregate in the main hangar bay and discuss our findings thus far. I believe we'll be now able to operate the other door, and we can investigate further into the station. Very well. After you, Commander. Uh, in game, Seraph leads the uh, remainder of the away team that was in the room with him out into the main hangar bay and he also taps his communicator signaling to Mirren and Drake that they should join him at their earliest convenience. Uh, Seraph in game pulls out his tricorder again and eyes the uh, particularly large power signature that he's been monitoring since we arrived. Mm -hmm. His personal concern is that since it's outputting power like a warp core uh, at full blast that it might in fact be some sort of self-destruct device but in that case he would expect fluctuations does it seem to be remaining steady yes it's humming along steadily okay well then he he slips his tricorder shut again without mentioning his misgivings and nods to mr Locke and to uh to mr corwin gentlemen if you wouldn't mind doing the honors. Let us continue our investigation. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, me and Corin will take the lead. Uh, Seraph, Commander Seraph, you with your tricorder should follow suit very closely, and we'll take the step by step as we go. Very good. Uh, out of character for a moment. One thing that we yes. haven't mentioned to this point is who exactly is carrying the prototype rifle. Oh, I assumed it was you. Okay, well then, let me add to my physical description that's strapped across my back. 
it's almost <laughs> as tall as I am, is this long, uh, basically it looks like a metallic tube with a molded uh, leather grip on one end and halfway down the tube. You can see that it would be pretty unwieldy to use. It looks very heavy, looks rather awkward, and you can see perched on top of it is a complex looking uh, control panel that could have been copy pasted from the bridge of the Voyager. Uh, operating it is obviously something that's not ready for the layman. Anyway, so as you open the door, uh, you come uh, to sort of a uh, circular hallway. Makes sense given the shape of the station from the outside. Um, it's, everything's done up in this drab brown color, but you just attribute that to the fact that uh, the Trabe are boring. You pass a few chambers. There's not a lot of doors, um, but there's really uh, far spaced apart, so you get that the rooms that are behind them must be really big. Mm -hmm. A lot of them are labeled in some way as to indicate maintenance or parts storage, something like that. All the rooms are themed around... Uh, something to do with craft. Uh, yeah, there okay. is one. There is one door that is, is effectively labeled like the elevator, but it's got a big sign that's been attached to it saying like, uh, "Do not use. Not safe." Of course. It's 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 it, that's what that's what you get. But it's really weirdly worded. If you were to directly translate it, it basically says, uh, "Lift is not allowed." And then you find. Um, uh, basically, a door that is effectively labeled stairwell. <laughs> so, with stairs going both up and down. So. Now, along the way, um, I would have kind of like my auditory sensors going and everything. Um, <laughs> is it just kind of dead air outside of like the footsteps I would hear coming from everybody? Hmm. Well, now that you mention it, now that you're in the hallway, anyone who wants can make um, the equivalent of a, a perception roll, which I determined really early on was security and insight, I think, or reason. Either okay. one's fine. Um, anyone who wants to do that can go ahead and roll that. Trink gets one, Mirren gets one, Locke yeah. gets one, and Seraph also gets one. All right, so everyone got one. Um, okay, so yes. Um, uh, there isn't much. Um, there isn't much outside of the footprints of your. That was basically Corwin. Oh, that was Corwin. Oh, okay. Fourteen and seven. Yeah. So same thing. We have one success. <laughs> so. All right. Um, not much else besides the footsteps, and it's quite echoey. Uh, the mm -hmm. floor paneling is like some sort of hard metal. So you basically okay. clang, clang, clang everywhere. And considering mm. all of the heavy equipment that some of you are carrying around, it's a little hard to walk any quieter. You think, a couple of you think for a second you hear something akin to, like, scratching. But it, it, it's, too, it's, it's too hard to discern and it doesn't last long enough to pinpoint. You manage to make a full circuit of the station, takes a little while. But you managed to sort of make it back to the doors that presumably led you back into the hangar bay. And uh, aside from the one that labeled lift, the one labeled stairs, all the other doors were, and I would say there was maybe four or five that were labeled in some mix of maintenance, spare parts, storage, etc. Well, based on the schematics we got going up would be the living quarters, going down would be a research center, and at the very bottom would be a cargo hold. So it's whether we're trying to aim for the bridge 
or to see what treasures awaits, Commander. And in game, I look towards Seraph. Treasures are not our objective, Mr. Locke, but I understand your meaning. Let us begin by exploring the upper reaches. If the nanomachines infected this place, I believe that the living quarters may well show us evidence of that. If you and Mr. Corwin would care to lead? Very well. I'll take point. Corwin, you have my six. Seraph, you follow suit. Everyone stay close behind. Very good. And please, everyone, remember that there may be survivors. Although I have not detected life signs yet, do not shoot unless you know what you are shooting at. Hey, this is Nathaniel Kiefer, writer, GM, and producer of Voyager Done Right. Thank you so much for listening. It really means a lot to me. Hey, if you liked what you heard today, then you can do me two big favors. Number one, keep on listening. New content every week. And number two, tell your friends and get them to start listening right now. If you want to chat with us, you can drop us a line on Twitter or join our Discord server. Those links are in the description, and I promise to get back to you in a reasonable time. Say, three to five years... And if you really like what you hear, you can check out our Patreon page. Nathaniel Kiefer Swimming Pool Construction Fund thanks you in advance for your time. Music from bensound.com and the cast of Voyager Done Right includes myself, Nathaniel Kiefer, as Captain Ulysses Quinn, Richard Jellison as Commander Edison Gill, Christopher Kiefer as Lieutenant Commander Seraph, Jordan Wood as Lieutenant Commander Miran Oka, Kirk Dawson as Lieutenant Leon Locke, and Thomas Hyde as Lieutenant Junior Grade Wallace Drake. Thanks so much for listening. Till next time.